The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live, live, gratefully alive, from Raleigh, North Carolina, where it's one of those gloomy days here because we have uh, Zeta on its way. I think it's Zeta. Is it Zeta? Oh, I believe it's Zeta or Zeta passed already and this is another one. Well, whatever the case may be, I hope everybody is safe and secure. And oh my goodness, again, my heart goes out to Louisiana. Holy cow. Six storms. Six. Count them. Six storms. Louisiana, that state, has endured this year alone. My goodness. Um... If anybody can have a heart of compassion, you know, it's bad enough to endure one storm. And okay, so maybe they're uh, not great category hurricanes. It doesn't matter. One after another starts weakening the ground and um, could weaken, you know, anything over there. Their levees there. Oh, my gosh. Just rain and rain and rain and rain. I know if we have too much rain, we have trees starting to fall down because the ground is so soft and the roots here go along the surface of the ground um, because deep within it's mostly clay and the clay gets hard as rock and so uh, tree roots cannot go down deep and secure themselves they go along the ground and so the surface of the ground and so if it rains too much they will topple over and people have power outages and injuries and deaths and it's just uh, terrible so my heart goes to Louisiana and all the other cities and states involved again um, and my heart goes out to everybody who's having a difficult time out there we've got the coronavirus spiking again it's crazy land it's crazy time but um, Okay, so so just two minutes of, of soapbox here, just so uh, because today we're going to be connecting with spirit since a couple of days from now is All Hallows Eve, Halloween, Dia de los Muertes, which is the day, celebration of the Day of the Dead. Um, and every culture all around has some kind of celebration of spirits this month and this time period. Uh, so we are going to do our best to connect with some spirits, but loved ones, hopefully. 
and not any lost ones here. Uh, but there is a reason why spirits are more active at this time of year, and it's mostly because of the time of year that it is. See, it's it's harvest time in a lot of areas. As soon as fall comes along in any of the areas of fall, um, here in the United States, other countries, uh, you're harvesting all of your spring and summer, well, your summer crops, and you're pulling in and storing food for the winter that's to come. And yes, you get your ground ready and the soil ready for your spring crops. And so being superstitious as humans are and have been since the beginning of time, and they're superstitious now, and if you don't believe me, go walk under a ladder and see if you can or uh, cross the path of a black cat see if you can all that nonsense right but since the beginning of time we were superstitious so what the people would do is they didn't want any bad things happening to their crops and in earlier days it was easier for people to believe in the afterlife than it is now since science came along and somehow early on denounced the idea that there was an afterlife and then cynics and skeptics joined in. But before that, people did believe in an afterlife and at least a, a ghostly life because they had been bugged by earthbound spirits. And so what they used to do to guarantee themselves a good season and good harvest ahead, they would celebrate them, celebrate the deceased. They'll leave us alone. <laughs> you know, if I have that party for mom and dad, they won't bug the crap out of me. <laughs> That's that almost basically what it is. Go watch the movie Coco. It was a great movie. It's uh, a Spanish, a Hispanic, Mexican belief that you celebrate the dead for a couple of reasons like i said number one they won't bug you they won't haunt you they won't hurt you in some way but also it, it was a belief that it kept the family going it kept the spirit going it helped them to move on it helped them to uh i guess get to a better place and and religion taught that that was uh, the idea of purgatory and limbo they, they wanted to make sure that their relatives didn't get stuck there, especially if they thought that they were bad and they went to, you know, H-E double hockey sticks. Isn't that ridiculous that we can't say hell? We have to spell it out with hockey sticks because they look like L's. What happens if the hockey sticks are facing the other way? Did you ever think of that? Then it wouldn't be H-E double hockey sticks because they're going in the wrong direction. What would it be? I don't know. But in any case, they pray that their relatives weren't going there. And this is how it all began. Then harvesting, and they would celebrate the harvesting. And they would celebrate the harvesting by sharing their crops and their food and making dishes. And then, and then town people would go from door to door. Basically... We would love to try one of your special dishes that you just took from the ground and that you made. And if you don't share it with us, we're going to pull a trick on you. 
thus the concept of trick or treat. Right? Then it became about the children coming around and going around with them and give some goodies to the children, at least. Okay, now you combine the concept of celebrating the dead with the concept of trick-or-treating, and guess what? All of a sudden, you came up with people wearing different ghostly costumes and horror costumes and all of that nonsense and masks. And by the way, the way masks came about is eventually the neighbors and the children would go from house to house with their faces disguised so you didn't know who it was that might give you a trick if you didn't give them a treat. Now, that's how the... the um, culture and um, the celebration came about and evolved and developed. But we spent so much attention to now the spooky side of Halloween. I mean, kids would go and, and party, especially teenagers would go party in the cemeteries and see if they can invoke ghosts to come out and haunt you. Uh which, of course, that did create a disruption in the, in, in the fields, in the earthly plane, and any of those spirits that were stuck here, that they, yeah, they're going to join in. So there's a lot more hauntings at this time. And the veil is thinner at this time as well, because everybody is thinking, or at least those who partake, partake, partake is what I wanted to say, partake um, in, in this societal celebration, if uh, those who partake in it, their relatives are closer. Because any time that you think about spirits, you're sending that energy out there and they come closer. So today I really do want to make some connections for those who call in. I've got callers on the line. Hang in there, callers on the line. I love you guys. Um, don't hang up. And I've got some people who have also written in, wrote me today, uh, asking me some questions. But I also want to be able to um, try something else out today. Not just make a connection for those who called in, but I want to see if there's actually spirit here or spirits for any of you listeners that want to share something with you, want to share a message with you. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to actually call upon a spirit. And since I'm an evidential medium, I'll get pieces of evidence, a description of this particular spirit that has come in without knowing who the spirit is for or coming for. So I will give a description. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get some big details or, or, or specific details. And if you really feel that this spirit is here for you, call in. Okay, call in, and um, and just let my um, producer know that is going to be answering the lines. Know that you're calling in. I'm that person, and um, we'll see. I'll get to you, 
and we'll see what happens. I can't promise anything because there's a whole bunch of spirits and there's a whole bunch of listeners. So we'll see what happens with this, but I'd like to try it. Just like a gallery reading, this is the way I do gallery readings. I have an audience filled with people and I wait for the spirits to come to me. I start describing them. A couple of people raise their hands and say, well, so far that sounds like my uncle or my father or my sister or mom, my grandmother. And then I give a few more details and then the hands go down and I keep doing that until it's left with just one person. Because there's a lot of descriptions. There's a lot of people who have died from lung cancer. There's a lot of people who were 5'9 and had dark hair and green eyes. And there's a lot of people, you know, on the other side, grandfathers, fathers, you know, aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, cousins, right? So they can fit so many different people. So the the more description that I can get from them, the easier it is for you to identify. So don't call in right away as soon as I say, well, I've got a father here. (gasps) Oh, yes, the lines will go crazy and blow up the phones. Lewis will get mad at me. (laughs) He's our producer. And um, yeah, remember these details. Remember how a medium really works, not like the ones on TV. Let me say that again. They do not work like the ones on TV. When you see those programs, they're produced and edited before you see them. So all the, no, I have no idea who you're talking about, are cut out. And all the, oh, yes, yes, that's exactly right. Yes, that's him. Yes, exactly. Yes, he did that. Yes, he chewed gum all the time. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, He loved the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes. All of those details, you know, that's what they leave in because that's entertaining. It's not entertaining to hear that the medium didn't get a hit. So that's not the way it works. I just have to. Honor what comes to me, the voice, the feeling, the sense, the hearing, whatever they say, whatever they do, whatever they show me. And it's a three-way street usually once I do bring somebody on so that you can help me identify what it is I'm seeing. And they can only use what's in the medium's mind. So please, anybody who's online right now and on the phones, don't give me a person who loved listening to heavy metal music and expect me to get his favorite song. While everybody was listening to heavy metal, I was listening to Barry Manilow and Copacabana. Okay? So if it was a Barry Manilow fan, I might have a good and easy time at it. Um, Yeah, I know. I was geeky. That's okay. I don't mind. So let's see what happens today. Let's have some fun with this. We've had some, you know, a lot of stress out there, a lot of craziness out there. Um, Just one, I didn't get on my soapbox yet. So just before I start, I do want to say this to all my listeners. I need you to put more time in walking your talk now more than ever before. I need you to examine your values and stand for them. I need you to proclaim compassion. I am compassionate. I am loving. I am caring. I have no hate or anger in my heart. 
Do everything you can to do that. The energy out there keeps feeding into this virus, keeps feeding into people's anger and resentment. And the only way to turn things around is to reach people's energy and hearts through your own. And the only way to do that is to walk that path and walk it boldly, not just sometimes, but all day long. From the moment you wake up in the morning, I am going to be an example of what it means to be a divine being, a God being a child of something powerful and greater than me. I'm going to exemplify that today. I'm going to be a light. I'm going to feed the energy. I'm going to help people heal their hearts with the way I believe, because that's how we can affect each other. Any of the angers that you have throughout the day, even if it's unrelated to what's going on, those angers feed into the negative pool. There's a negative pool of energy and a positive pool of energy. There isn't a gray pool of energy, by the way. There isn't a lukewarm pool of energy. It's positive and negative. That's it. Positive and negative. Positive and <laughs> negative. Okay? And so you anything, any word, any emotion that stems off of the word love happiness, joy, you know, compassion, caring, um, whatever. Whatever emotion stems off of the word love, everything positive does, feel it, emulate it, create it, do whatever you need to, to, Feel it, because when you feel it, you put it out in light. Every negative emotion that stems off of the word fear, anger, resentment, frustration, scared, isolated, loneliness, doubt, resentment, frustration, all of them. That stems off of the word fear. Do everything you can to negate that, to stop that, to turn it into something positive, because every fearful thought will feed the negative pool. Every loving thought will feed the positive pool. Yeah, love is the base word for everything positive. Fear is the base word for everything negative. That's the way emotions are basically divided up. If you go into the psychological field, they divide them up even more so. You don't need to do that. Okay. Yeah. So that is what's important to do to help. Um, to help the world, to help yourself and to help the world. It'll also boost your emotion like you can't believe. Okay, let's get to it. All right. So, so um, here, already I can't believe what time it is. Um, I'm going to go to, to, first of all, I'm going to go to one of my callers um, first. They're hanging on, and um, I'll keep making connections and see if I can reach everybody and do it for everybody. So I've got 
Um, Julia, oh my gosh, you're calling all the way from Canada. How are you today, Julia? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, who was it that you wanted me to contact today? My husband. Your husband, okay. <clears throat> That's all I need. Let's see. Julia from Canada, her husband, come on in. I'm asking you to come and join us today. Um, all right, there, there is a, a gentleman who is standing before me, standing actually um, on my on my right side is where they usually come, but he's kind of like on an angle looking at me rather than right in front of me. Um, and he's smiling, he's smiling. And um, he seems to be a, what I'm at least seeing, a broader man, broad, a little broad shoulder, so not skinny and not tremendous, but also his age, um, is 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 age? I hope I'm not insulting you by your your age or anything, but he looks like he's in his late 40s or mid 40s, somewhere around there that he's liking to show me right now, um, with that smile and a and a um, um, a medium I would say a medium brown hair. When he had some hair, he's looking like he has some hair right now. It's not you know overly full, not big, not wild. Um, uh, full face, full face, uh, so that not not squared, not not oval, not completely round. Well, ovalish. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh boy, he corrected me on that. An ovalish face, but full. Um, but again, he's smiling. He wants to point out his smile. Um, so, so Julia, with that, was this was this a person? Was this a man who, with you, um, smiled? when he was with you? Yes. Okay, um, the description of him, am, am I um, on target with the description that I'm giving right now? Uh, he was a bit older, but um, he looked good, so he was 58 when he passed. Oh, he wasn't, okay, he was 58, so he was a bit older, but he, but he looked good, you said? Yes. For that age, okay, yeah, I'm so, oh, he's smiling again. <laughs> okay, um, he likes that. All right, so so I do believe I have him here now. Okay, what is he holding? He's just showing me his piece. He seems to be picking up some kind of musical instrument to make a message with it to show me something. Um, I think I I think. It's a violin of some kind that he's showing me. I don't know if there was a music that he liked with it. Is that what he is saying? Um, or there was a, a romantic. Violins tend to be romantic. You know, those are the guys at the restaurants that come around and they, you know, and you're in one of those real romantic restaurants and they're playing the violin. Violin music is very romantic that way. I don't know if he's showing me that for, for that reason is um, he's remembering romance with you. Um, or that he actually played the violin. So does the violin stand out for you in any way, Julia, with him? He loved music, but um, he played a guitar. But, uh, all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll go there. That's okay. I'll, because I'm seeing it as small instrument, a small stringed instrument like that. I'll take the guitar as well. He loved music. I'll take the guitar. Um, I'm curious, at any time, did he ever pick up a ukulele then? 
Uh, yes, my son had, and, and he sometimes played it as well. All righty, all righty, all righty. Okay, so I will say, okay, so, but I also get the feeling of romance. Was he a romantic guy with you? Oh, yes. Yes, okay. All right, Julia. Okay, so putting that all together, I would definitely say that that is a piece that I got. So I got the romance. And I saw a smaller one. I thought it was a violin because of the romance part. I'll take ukulele and even the guitar. But music is very important. He's showing me that, and 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 also that your son is playing the the ukulele too. Though, so he's making a point that he has seen that um, for you. So so know that he's here, and he has been thinking about you, and he's he's been watching over you, and and he's he, I think he. He's giving me a point of, of okay, so he's pointing, but he's pointing, he's move on. You've got to move on. You've got to move forward. Um, was it, he's saying it's almost like yesterday. It seems like yesterday I was just there. Um, but I don't know if that was a time element. I don't think that it was um, that long ago that he passed, but but I also don't think that it was just yesterday either because of what he's saying. He wants you to move forward. Um, what how I'm trying to get from him how long ago he did cross over um, within within the past couple of years. Was it Amy? I'm um, Julia. Nine months. One month. OK, OK. No, oh, nine, wow. Nine well, Nine. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I got. Okay. Got you there. Ooh. I thought you said one month. I'm like, ooh. Geez. Why is he able to talk to me so well right now? Okay. Nine months. Okay. So. So. Do you feel? And well, then grief is normal. And and uh, for nine months, that's still uh, a short time ago, really. Um, yeah, but but he's he's telling you to take some steps forward. Are you feeling stuck in something right now without him, or um, is something going on that uh, uh, because of his passing that it gotten in your way of continuing your life? What's going on with that, Julia? Oh yeah, I have no sense of purpose anymore. Oh, you have. OK. Yeah. OK. OK. I understand then why he wants you to take some steps, steps forward again for yourself. Um, understand that that is part of grief, Julia, at this point. Um, but he but he also but he wants you to know you're a strong woman. He says that's why you're still there. I wasn't as strong as you, even though. Um, I might have been more vocal than you, or I might have been more seemingly in control than you. I'm not. I'm here, um, and and I shouldn't be here. Uh, Julia, hang in there, please. We've got a commercial coming up right now. The time has gone by so quickly. I'll be right back, and I'll continue with you. Thank you for joining us today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Well, hello there. And if you're just joining us uh, today, um, I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am doing spirit connections with deceased loved ones. So if there was anybody that you wanted me to connect with, please give a call. I was in the middle of talking with Julia from Canada. Julia, you're still there, right? Yes, I am. Okay, I believe I have your husband here. Um, okay, Julia. So, so he he wants you to know you're a strong woman and a strong person, and to keep going, to keep going, to try to get out there, to try to um, want to live a little bit more. He's not gone. He is here. He needs you to know that. He needs you to know that. He said, get ready to. Okay, get ready to pack a suitcase, pack a suitcase. So he's expecting or he's wanting you to take a trip. Do you have, um, of course, it's difficult this time because of the coronavirus that we've got going on, and he knows that too, but do you have family members elsewhere, not in the Canadian area someplace? Uh, Yes, I'm hoping to go and visit his parents next year. Next year. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so is it early next year? Well, depends on what's happening, right? Right. Okay. So, so he's saying it will be safe for you. It will be good. Go and visit. Go. I want you to go. Um, I need you to go there. Okay. Um, what was he gave me the word engineer or engineering engineering. What did he do that was involving some type of technical engineering or design or something along those lines? Very left brain. What is that? Uh, yes, he was a mechanical uh, engineer. So he was designing tooling. Oh, okay. All right. Great. All right. Well, that he's telling me that as a piece of evidence so that you know that it's him. Do you have a specific question for your husband? Okay. Uh, He just gave me the name Henry. 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 Hank. Henry. Yeah, Henry. Um, Did he or do you know a Henry? No, I don't. You don't. Okay. Um, He's saying, hold on, Henry. Just hold on to Henry, Henry, Henry. He's repeating it over and over and over again because he wants you to remember the name Henry, 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 Henry. Hold on to the name and hold on to the fact that he is saying the name Henry. And he is saying he's good. He's good. Hold on. So hold on to that. If you wind up being introduced to a Henry, at some point, Julia, and there's an opportunity that's coming along with that, trust it because your husband wants you to know um, that that is a good name, that he's a good person. Okay, so apparently that's something soon that you may hear, all right? So just hold on to that name, Henry, for sure. Um, Was there something specific you wanted to ask him? Just to, uh, I can connect to him. Uh, I keep talking to him all the time, but I don't feel like he's around me. No, he is. Here is, well, first understand this. When we first leave our bodies, all right, we hang around the earthly plane for a little bit because we're acclimating 
to our energy and not having a body anymore. Uh, it's one of the reasons why so many religions do have funerals and they do have different traditions about praying for those who just passed and everything. Um, Jesus himself was on the earthly plane for 40 days. He expressed that understanding before they ascend, before they transition to the heavenly dimensions. So yes, at that time, you tend to, and people in the living tend to see their deceased loved ones more frequently during the time that they're still on the earth. Well, he has transcended to the um, heavenly planes now. And because of that, he's not directly located next to you, right? Okay. So it's a matter of you calling upon him and you can call upon him. But now here is the issue. And I've been teaching people this when I teach psychic ability or mediumship ability. And this goes for everybody because we all have intuition. We all have the capacity to be able to talk to the deceased. You have one channel, and that channel is located in your heart. That is the channel that you always hear somebody refer to, opening up the channel, clearing the channel, in order to connect to your soul, your higher self, to the other side, including to deceased loved ones. Well, here's the point. Everything positive, everything loving, everything secure opens that channel. Everything negative fear, doubt, and unfortunately, even grief, Julia, it closes the channel in our hearts. You know, it's like heartache will close the channel. It's why we feel that ache in our hearts and everything we feel in our hearts. We feel love in our hearts. We feel um, uh, heartache in our hearts. That's why we call it heartache. We feel anger even in our hearts. We have heart attacks from having too much anger because of the tension that we feel in our hearts and cause to our hearts. So that's why the channel is figuratively, emotionally in your heart. So Julia... As time goes on, because grief is absolutely a normal human experience, so I'm not telling you to let go of your grief. However, I am saying that as you begin to heal more and you can think about those positive moments with him, you know, and turn to a smile rather than the tears, turn to the joyful moments you had with him, the heart channel will open and you will be able to sense and feel him even more so now. Is that understandable, Julia? Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Vincent. Oh, you're very, he, he sends his love. He's sending a bouquet of flowers, but not red. I don't know what they are. They're not red roses. They seem to, I think they're yellow, something yellow he's sending you, but in the way of a flower. Was there a yellow flower that you particularly liked or a bright colored flower that you liked? Sunflowers. Sunflowers. Got you. Okay. Bingo. Well, that's what he's sending. Wow. Okay. I see that yellow standing out, and he's sending you a whole bouquet of them. I'm all I see is yellow. Of course, there's the brown spot in the middle, but all I see is this yellow, um, this brightness. That's what he wants you to feel the most from a sunflower is the brightness, the vividness, the joy of you know when the sun comes out on a rainy foggy nasty day everybody feels lighter everybody feels happier so he's wanting you to know he's sending you those flowers so that you might be able to they might be able to brighten up your day more okay he loves you very much julia 
Okay, will you, you accept so that and take well, that? And Vincent. thank you very much for calling. Thank you. Take care now. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, let me go to, I'm glad that, that we're able to, it's so healing to be able to make these connections. I have to go to somebody who wrote me earlier. Unbelievable. Um, going through a spiritual awakening. Um, first, this woman's brother died instantaneously killed in a car accident at 38 years old, just in 2018. Before that, um, uh, her sister, Marilyn, this is for you. Marilyn's sister, Laura, died at 38 in 207 from cancer. Um, and then she would like to know if they are both with um, their dad, her dad. Um, well, not 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 her son's um, a brother. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, brother and sister. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, uh, first of all, I want to tell you, Marilyn, Marilyn, that... Um, this is the second time you've been with this family. I was I was examining this when I received the email to try to ask and find out why why both your brother and sister would die at 38 years old, the same age, the same age, one earlier, one later. And and then the father being there. So you've got a several family members there and they're young, they're young. And this is this is the thing. This is the most interesting thing that happens. This is why I talk about reincarnation and why here in the living now we have to start understanding the concepts more and letting go more and forgiving ourselves more so that we don't recreate patterns in the next life or we can break the patterns from this life, okay? So here's what happened. All of you guys were together in a past life as family, again, but you had different roles. They weren't your sisters or brothers. Um, you had one with your mother. I think your sister was your mother in a past life. Your brother was your son in a past life. Um, but the family was together. Dad was still there. Dad was... Um, um, who was dad to you? Uh, dad was your brother. Okay, all right. Dad was your brother. Dad was your brother. So you had all your family members, and mom was um, also there. Uh, mom was your, okay, so mom was your grandmother is what she's saying? Okay, but the case, the most important part is what they're telling me. You were all together in a past life a couple of lifetimes ago, and unfortunately... Unfortunately, I know this is going to sound horrible, uh, but you all all died together and it was in a house fire. There was, I, I think. Oh. OK, interesting. OK, this is this is. Uh, yeah, it was. I don't know if there was a war that caused it that was going on, but somehow the homes were being invaded and 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 it was some kind of battle and i'm not saying it was con con any type of contemporary times it seems to be a while ago but it does seem to be a wood structured home that i'm looking at because it went on fire um, and you died in the home fire in the middle of the night but it was set it was set and some of the other homes were on fire as well and there was some kind of battle that went on and and the thing is is you you did all die tragically but of course you did move on but what you decided to do the souls decided to do for this lifetime marilyn is come back again and try to complete life here 
unfortunately, what we wind up doing is 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 bringing with us, yes, the understanding on a soul level that we wanted to complete life. I want a better life. I did that with my friend, a matter of fact, my best friend in this lifetime, the one who really helped me open up my spiritual awakening because he was the only guy, the only friend I had who cared and and believed that everything I was going through was valid besides my, my wife at the time. So we, we, we had close friends and him and his wife and me and my wife, we did everything together with this. You know, when I would train we did it together when I would, was giving readings. We did it together because he wanted to experience everything I wanted to experience. Well, he at suddenly at 33 years old. Well, before that, before at 33 years old, I come to find out during one of our sessions together that the reason why we were together again is because I was with him in a past life and he died young before I can complete helping him. And the two of us as souls said, no, let's do that again, but let's complete the helping. Well, unfortunately, at 33 years old, this, you know, we were together for a couple of years doing this work. At 33 years old, he suddenly developed acute leukemia and within a six month period died again at 33 years old, 33 years old. I'm like, holy cow, there goes another lifetime. I didn't even get to complete. We were working. I was basically his spiritual teacher. He was learning a lot from me, even though he was making still making some mistakes, but replicated a reason why he died in the past life and did it again this life. And I'm like, holy, you know. And there I am left hanging without a best friend. And there you are, Marilyn, left hanging without your sister and your brother. Yes, they are all together. Um, all of them. Your grandparents were with them too. help them cross over. Your father is saying your father is saying. I should have led it differently. I should have led it differently when I was raising all three of you because there was too much. No, he's not guilt, not guilt. There was too much that I instilled about uh, perfection, doing the right thing. Um, He's talking about limitations. I limited you guys, and there was always this narrow idea and view that this was the way that things had to be done. This is the way things have to be done. You've got to get it right. You've got to get it right. You've got to get it right. Uh, And I think that that's the reason why you even came back again, had the same attitude. But dad is saying that he was too forcing that. He was too too much of, of if you got a B in school, that's not good enough. You go for the A. If you... um, you know, whatever mistakes you made, that's not good enough. You make sure that you don't make any mistakes. Whatever the case may be is what he's telling me, Marilyn, is that he was way too hard and wasn't soft enough, which was one of the reasons that that caught up with him in life. Um, and he should he's feeling that he should have instilled more of a, a gentleness and an ease. So I just wanted to give that to you. He sends his love. They're all together. Everybody is doing well on the other side. And they're so sorry that they've left you behind. Uh, but they know that you can be a spiritual teacher and go and help a lot of people. And through your experience, you can also teach them self-forgiveness, self-forgiveness through your own experience with this, because your brother, your sister, and I, as well as so many other of our relatives here, 
never forgave ourselves, never forgave ourselves from the past, never forgave ourselves from this, even though nothing had anything to do with us and we just took on all the guilt. And so, Marilyn, if you can remember that and help others with that, that would be fabulous. Okay, so um, I'm coming to Amy in San Diego now. Um, Amy, thank you so much for calling today. Um, how are you today, Amy? Hello, Amy. You there? There was a there was definitely a noise in the background. Amy, you with us? Oh. I'm sorry, Amy. Yeah, yeah, there's some noise there. Maybe a bad connection. So, um, all right. Um, you know what? Hold on a second. Okay. Hey, Maria from San Francisco. How are you again, doll? Hi, good morning. I so appreciate what you've been doing lately. Yeah, thank been a you for calling. Thank you for listening, as always. So who is it that you'd like me to connect with today? Um, I found that question interesting because I don't have a lot of people on the other side that I'm close to. Um, I do have a close friend of the family who passed, and my mom recently passed, and my dad did too, but I didn't have a good relationship with him, so not sure who wants to come in. Oh, okay. So just understand that, Maria, once they get to the other side, they see the big picture. And almost okay. like the pop in the head, oh, my gosh, I should have drank a V8. Well, they pop themselves in the head and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I didn't say this. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do that. They see the big picture all at once, which is why it takes so much work on the other side to be able to release all of that and why they have so many loved ones around them to try to help them with that. So let's let's see. Well, actually, I'm feeling did your father have a mustache, by the way? Um, not in his later years when he was not later years, but earlier. But yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing him as older. I'm seeing him as younger right now. Okay, I do believe that this is your father who was here. Did did he's saying I was here before? Um, did, did he come to us another time, Maria, at some other point, or did we talk no. about him before? Oh no. No, because he sounds, he seems really no. familiar and he seems really familiar. He's saying you're familiar. I know you. And I don't know why he's saying I know you. Um, I'm wondering mm. if maybe another family member had called me. I don't know. Um, all right. But I'm feeling he's here right now and he, he owes you a lot. He owes you a lot of debt. He owes you a lot of gratitude. He owes you a lot of um, forgiveness apologies is basically what he's saying and um there were too many things he said he took away from you so he's saying he took away took away took away took away either your spirit took away your joys took away your freedom took away but he's just listing all these things that that you lost because of him does that make sense to you maria yeah yeah, okay. Um and he knows that was wrong. He knows that was completely wrong. He says you but you you have to you have to that little Maria, little Maria is still inside you and little Maria blames herself for everything I did. And and you have to understand big Maria 
has to really re-nurture her and let her know it wasn't her fault. I know you know, as big Maria, that it was my issues, but little Maria is still hurt, he's saying. He's saying she's still hurt. She needs to know. I wish I could hug her. I wish I could hug you again. I wish I could make up for everything. I can't now. But you can. You can help yourself. You can um, let let go of, of the hurt. Maria, I know it's hard. My, my parents tormented me a lot during my youth. Okay, And then in some way, they always tried to continue as I was older. Mom would always throw digs at me for something or another, right? Um, but here was the interesting thing. The moment I let go of the need to have them love me or show me the love that they were supposed to show me and I didn't need it anymore because I knew I was lovable and that they did not define who I was. The moment I came to that true understanding, I was able to totally let go and forgive them. As a matter of fact, I built a home to move them in to take care of them until both of them passed. And it wasn't because I was trying to prove anything. I wanted for their souls to make it easier on them because they would have died the minute I put them in a nursing home. That's the type of people that they were. They, were, they couldn't adjust to anything. But Besides, mom had Alzheimer's, dad had dementia, and they would never have survived in those places. I was a hospice social worker. I knew all the facilities around here, upside down and inside out. There was no way I was going to send them there. My worst enemy I wouldn't send there. But the only way that I was able to get through that and my wife was able to get through that is we just we let go of that emotional need. And yet I was able to still unconditionally love them as beings. They went through so 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 much torment when they were younger. Your father went through such a hard life and he's, he's looking at that right now, trying to, to fix that part too. And so what happened, and I'm not condoning the way that he treated you, that was wrong. And yes, all adults have the opportunity to change. However, Maria, we have more information now. We have more knowledge about spirituality and the metaphysics than they did back then. And he had no place to go to really get better. He didn't know what to do. What did he do? Was, was he a drinker at all, Maria? No. He was okay, so verbally it wasn't so, What was it? So, I'm sorry. Say that again. I cut you off. He was verbally and physically abusive. Right. He was verbally and physically abusive. Well, he was saying something about alcohol or I don't know if that ran in his family. Um, yeah. at all or substances in any way, but he's saying something about that. Yeah. Is it, it have, and you didn't have a problem with it at all? Because no, it doesn't run in our family. She had mental health issues and just wasn't really functional, couldn't really work after a certain age. Um, so financially, you're talking, he you're talking about him now. You're talking about him. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't okay. Grammar school. But they, did they read. put him on meds of some kind? No, um, not not as um, not not in my lifetime with him. Um, he maybe tried something with the doctors when he was a young child. There was issues of some sort, but I don't have full hmm. knowledge of verification. What really was subs- wrong with him? We we never really had diagnosis. I know he had very psychological disorders, but that's from my knowledge. And then he later got dementia. 
Right. Well, the dementia was a defense mechanism, actually. Dementia and Alzheimer's are defense mechanisms. The brain shuts down the memories intentionally. Um, Mm -hmm. He's saying something. He's saying something about it's possible that early substances and maybe it's not alcohol that he's talking. Obviously, it's not alcohol that he's talking about, but maybe either a drug that they tried with him or something made things worse. Um, Unfortunately, and having a psychotherapy degree background, the worst things that you can put children on at all are antidepressants and anti-anxieties. Their body chemistry, their mental chemistry is, is growing and developing and those medications interfere in it. And it actually causes them to be worse than what they were prior to the medication. So maybe that's one of the things that he is saying that what made him worse um, uh, mm-hmm. is a substance, because that's what I'm hearing him say. And that's why I thought that was my misinterpretation. I thought it was alcohol, but he's not condoning it. He's not giving an excuse to it, but he wants you to know that, yes, there was there was mental issues with him. And those mental issues started um, um, early on in his life because of his, his upbringing, because of his family, because of them not knowing what to do with him. So that's, that's the case there, but he needs you to forgive him so that you can, and forgive yourself because children do blame themselves for the way they're treated by their parents. And I know you've done a lot of work with this. Um, but he does want you to know that he's been around you, um, recently, um, Maria, are you having issues with men right now or have had issues with men? Because he's taking that blame on. Oh, I don't really have relationships with men. Oh, there you go. I, okay, well, he's he's definitely <laughs> taking that blame on. Um, and so that, I think that's one of the reasons why he came is he really wants you. You deserve love. You deserve unconditional love. He wants you to move forward. So I want to thank you very much for calling, Amy. He sends his love as accepting as you can be of it and totally understand it. So it's interesting that he's the one that came around. He wants you to soften that. So that way it's okay for them who have hurt you to come around. But thank you so much for joining me today again, Maria, and all those of you who contacted me, come to my website, um, come and ask me questions. I will be having Facebook Live events so that you can ask more, but I wanna thank everybody who joined me today. Celebrate spirit in a positive way. Live your life in a positive way now more than ever. This is Vincent Jenna, your host of the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Have a great life. You're the one that's creating it. You're the master. Believe in yourself. I'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.